Hi, and welcome to Louisiana Sister Squad podcast. I'm your host, Katie Truther, and today we are going to be joined by some members of the Thriving On team. My co-host, Tammy, is here, and I'm so excited for today's show. We have some great information for you guys about fitness, nutrition, and the Thriving On program, and hopefully we'll be able to get some really juicy tips and tricks to keep us on a healthy track in our everyday lifestyle because we know there's no miracle to losing weight and we can't just do something for a little while it needs to be as a whole and a whole lifestyle so i'm super excited to get started hi chris welcome to the show hi thanks so much for having me on um yes yeah, so my name is chris and i am a coach with the thriving on team basically i came to thriving on after a long time in the more academic world so I spent most of my life in academics. Um, I was going to go to medical school down that traditional medical path. I ended up going to graduate school and spent many, many years studying research, doing biomedical sciences, um, focused on neuroscience. I was really passionate always in my life about movement, um, fitness, coming from an endurance sport background and competitive sports. And so I'd always kind of on the side casually coached or trained or been really interested in my own nutrition and training and, and performance. But it was always kind of on that academic route, the, the really science, really nerdy side of life, until I realized a bit later in life that it was actually working with people and it was applying all of these things that we can learn in laboratory settings or especially even in medical context to kind of optimize health or heal from disease or chronic issues. That when you're on that front line and actually able to work with people and coach people to gain that health status and to feel good, that was really what made me feel awesome and fulfilled me. So ultimately, I was fortunate enough to come into the opportunity to join the Thriving On team and get to use some of that nerdy background and really get to you know, come onto a team that honors that and looks for the evidence-based practices and work with people to achieve that lifestyle and health that makes them feel great and ultimately, as you say, thrive. All right. Thank you so much for that introduction. And now we're going to throw it over to Toby. Welcome, Toby. Um. I'm Toby, full name's Tobias, most people call me Toby, and I have a super similar background to, to Chris. Um, I'm Thriving On's Director of Coaching. Um, I joined Casey's Thriving On team like two years ago, a little bit over two years ago, before that was down on my own journey. Um, I have the same um, health and medical science background, did not take that into the laboratory route, also wanted to go to medical school, took the next step, joined a medical program, and then realize that I don't want to be on the side of things where people are already experiencing some of those issues. And then like having basically to take that last resort step of going to the hospital or going to the emergency room and having that addressed. I want to be able to take that passion of healthcare and give that to people so that we can stay away from the hospital, stay away um, from that, right? So my background is, I started a little bit more on the performance side, using some physiological markers, taking some of that nerdy background and trying to enhance, um, since I have a college athletes background too, um, to kind of like help that, help um, ongoing high school players that are hoping to take the next step through um, a performance gym in Fargo, North Dakota, where I'm currently at, and just kind of help them there and then realize that we can do this on a, on a much larger scale where it has a much greater impact on giving people back control of their own life 
through applying some of those physiological and medical concepts, breaking them down into a little bit simpler kind of facets and making them applicable in everyday life. My first question is, is are you guys working both doing fitness and nutrition or do you have one more, you know, one more specified than the other? One of the things that, that stuck with me through some upper level medical classes is the concept that the physical will always follow the physiological. So if I can't take care through nutrition, through lifestyle practices of my physiological health, it almost doesn't matter how much of physical effort I'm putting in because I'm always running into that wall, right? And that's where I'm now feeling that, that frustration um, where my friends or my peers are seemingly putting in less effort but getting better results because they might not be dealing with that physiological hardship. Um, so my flagship approach is always, can we take a nutritional and lifestyle approach first and then see based on your goal, what sort of fitness methodology we have to apply to match those goals um, or maybe even just to create some sustainability. Right. So if I had to rank that, I would say for me, it would be nutrition first, fitness second, but followed very closely. I have a passion for both. Um, that's for the people that I work with. Um, and then for me personally, I enjoy doing the fitness side far more than I enjoy the nutritional side. Right. But knowing that there is an importance to both. Um, if it comes from me and my working relationship with with our clients, I would say the nutritional and the lifestyle factors are in the forefront and then they foot the bill for the for the fitness journey. What about you, Chris? Do you have a preference of focus or within the company? Do you have more of one focus than the other? So I'm quite a bit similar to Toby in this regard as well, that I really, I started off much more in the side of the fitness, I guess you would say, um, again, coming from performance, especially in that element of there being kind of when you're younger too, and you can get away with it, right? You can kind of drive your body pretty hard until you start to realize how fundamental nutrition and lifestyle are. And you have to recover from the physical stressors you put yourself under. I also nowadays more and more come with this holistic approach that fitness for me starts to become a dirty term. We start to think that we have to do these fundamental things like go to the gym or go for runs or lift weights. And ultimately, I believe, you know, we, we disrespect the fact that our bodies are meant to move and they're happy moving. That's one of the things we don't need to drive them into the ground unless we have specific goals. You know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to lift the heaviest weights or run the fastest mile or build a certain physique. That's great. But that may not be the goal and it doesn't have to be. Ultimately, movement for the sake of health is definitely an option. And re sort of questioning our relationship and our definition of what fitness really means is a, is a big deal for me. So working with clients, a lot of it's about rediscovering what actually makes you feel good in your body, because it may never be stepping foot in a gym again. And that's actually okay. Now, if you have the goal to look like a bodybuilder, you're going to have to go to the gym. That's great. You know, if you have the goal to be a power lifter, you're going to have to do that. But if you just want to feel good in your body, our bodies love movement and they love to find expressionary movement, and we can do that. And fundamentally, we can fuel that through good nutrition and then a lifestyle that allows us to rest, recover, and again, feel great. Chris, it sounds like you might be participating or leading some very fun workouts, like just your energy behind, like, we're meant to move, like, 
what does that look like? What kind of workouts are you doing? Are you making people have like the funnest time of their life when you're working out? So one of my own journeys coming from that more traditional sport, um, I ended up getting into uh, rock climbing back in college, which opened the doors to many more fun things. Um, one of them being parkour later on in life and then kind of delving headfirst into a world of movement, meaning these ideas of using dance, using going outside. Um, you know, ultimately we start to forget how much fun we can have in the world, like kids again. When you go to a playground, especially I love, I have several clients that have kids and my encouragement is you go to the playground with your kids, play with them. Send 20 minutes, you know, same like you go to a gym and you set a timer for 20 minutes on a treadmill, spend 20 minutes climbing around the climbing gym, playground gym with your, you know, I guess I call it gym, but playground, whatever that apparatus is with your kids, right? Chase them around and notice that you're going to be tired and your body's going to feel great. You're not going to notice that, right? You know, so I do love incorporating things like dance, having your best music on, just play. Um, for one of my clients, he's awesome, but we do crawling workouts. So I program him. He goes to a park and he crawls around up and over and around benches and around trees um, and just kind of rolls in the grass for a while. Like, so there's a lot of there's a lot of craziness there in a way. And I know it sounds ultimately real weird at first um, and it can be a bit of a step out of the comfort zone. But I'm fundamentally in belief that you can go to the gym and then you can also just go to your backyard and have a great time running around again, especially if you have family in your life and you have kids, watch them and then copy what they're doing safely because we've lost a lot of those abilities, to be honest. But if you start watching them again and start to say, oh, I wonder if I can also sit on the floor with you and roll over a little and maybe again, I can kind of like run around the park a bit. It's these sort of things slowly add up and you start to notice a different relationship with your body as well as then the people around you and your environment. Because ultimately our world is a bit of a playground if we let it be a playground. Yeah. I wanted to go back to when you guys both said nerdy. Um, I was thinking it's more like an exquisite plethora of knowledge in healthcare, not sick care. <laughs> so I was, I was like, wow, nerdy, like it's, it's uh, I don't see it that way at all. I really like admire people that focus on health care so they don't have to end up in the medical end of it. Yeah, definitely agree with that. So I want to turn it to nutrition because that's really seems to be the fundamental of a healthy life. And there's so much going on, especially since we have access to the internet. You see detoxes and cleanses and um, every day, you know, we kind of talked about this on the last episode, every day it's something different. And it's like, oh, you know, I'm going to start this new healthy lifestyle. And if you're doing it without a coach or without instruction or without someone considering like your specific needs because everybody is different and you're just trying to help onto a a trend it's like every day so you go from like eating oatmeal to somebody saying oatmeal is bad to eating fruit and they're like don't eat fruit don't eat meat eat more meat eat butter like it's something every single day so if we could do maybe like a rapid fire for um your three top tips for getting your nutrition um on track and this can be generalized again, like I said, we know that everybody is different and you guys put so much science and resources behind individual people. But if we could do a three top tips um, from each of you, I think that would be great. Toby, if you'd like to go first, go ahead. Um, I think fundamentally the first tip that I have for people as it relates to nutrition and other health and fitness goals, and maybe not just that, maybe even like beyond that, anything lifestyle wise too, is stop putting timelines on something. The second we put a timeline on 
a goal. Let it be, I have this event coming up and I want to look stunning. So I'm turning to nutrition. I'm letting nutrition be my vehicle that's supposed to transform me. What we now think is that everything is going to move in a very linear fashion. And that's usually not what happens. So what we see is then at the end of that is I focused six, seven, eight, nine months on doing the right things, but I've seen significantly less results than what I've anticipated to see. It's because we only see the time from when we decided to make that change. We completely ignore all of the time before then when we did something that was maybe going the complete opposite direction of what my now current goal is, right? So not only do I want to make that change, but potentially I have to undo some of the things that I've done, some of the habits that I've learned, some of the skills that I'm now needing to acquire, I've grown somewhat resistant to just because the force of habit, right? So the, like that's probably my biggest tip as like it comes to nutrition is not putting a timeline on it and just dedicating yourself to the process of doing the right thing. And that's that's like funny enough, a big core value of our team too is that we find a way to do the right thing. And it might not be what you want to do, but it's what you should do. And if we just focus on getting really good at that in absence of results at first, it's almost like that your results later on are going to be exponential. Right. Um, and from there, tip number two, having a goal or at least an idea of a goal so that I can create some sort of a direction. If my direction is to gain more muscle, I will need to maybe eat a little bit more than I'm doing right now. I may have to prioritize protein a little bit more than I'm doing right now. If my direction is to gain hormonally, I may have to decrease inflammation. I may have to heal my gut. I may have to eat some more fats, right? So it's like coming up with a goal and it doesn't have to be sought through all the way to the end, but just having a goal and then educating yourself or finding help of someone who's walked the path or who can lead you there um, to sort of figure out some of the things that we now have to do so that they can go run in parallelity to that goal. Um, and then number three would be consistency, right? I know that they're like not very like nutrition where it's like eat your food, eat your protein, get your greens. Um, but those things are far more detailed and we accredit way too much importance to the details when we're losing sight of the broad basics right again consistency is doing the thing that we know we should be doing most of the time for a long period of time right because that's how we create sustainability because we can all google optimal workout or a nutrition routine to go from y to x right but that doesn't factor in you that doesn't factor in your family that doesn't factor in your work, right? So if optimal is not sustainable for you, it now isn't optimal anymore, right? So I would say if I had to give people like just three tips on where to start, I would start there. Yeah, I think that was excellent advice. And it is all about the fundamentals. And so that's important. Like we said at the start, there's no miracle. You can't say, okay, if you eat broccoli on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and steak on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, listen, this is it. You're going to be snatched. Okay. That's not how this works. 
let's build, let's get the education on being healthy. And what about for you, Chris? What are your um, top three uh, tips or information you want to share about nutrition and fitness? Um, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, on board with Toby, and I think so. The first one I'll start off with uh, is going to be self awareness in a way. So, self awareness underlies a lot of different components, but it also is really important in what we decide to do with our nutrition and our fitness. And that's something that's really great when you do have a coach because it's kind of acts as a mirror or a sounding board. But one of the things that we really encourage and thriving on as coaches from our clients is continuously getting feedback that's their own feedback of how they're feeling. Because for all of us, and as like you said, there's no one answer. There's no magic thing. We all work really well under different circumstances. There's some underlying principles that we can follow that are generally shown to work well, but there's going to be specifics that are great for one person that do not work for another person. And at the end of the day, we can't tell you what that is. You know, no one can tell me what that is, but I have to be aware enough of how I'm feeling and what does work well, and then be willing to try something that's not that you know, try to change something. So if something's not working, I want to change it. But we're usually kind of scared of the unknown. So sometimes we'll get stuck in things that we know don't feel great, but we'll keep doing them afraid to try something new. And so that's one of the big things is don't be afraid to try that new thing, but cultivate that awareness around it to say, yeah, that works good for me or that doesn't. And at the end of the day, no one can tell you what works well, but developing that in yourself is, is fundamental. Second thing is much more tangible, I would say. And this is not, by the way, in any way, a necessarily like yeah, this works for some, but more for other. But I do fundamentally believe that the majority of foods that we should be eating should be coming from unprocessed whole food sources. So again, scientifically, there's still evidence for or against what can happen when we have more processed foods. At the end of the day, we know that calories in the equation do cause weight loss or weight gain. It's energy, energy out. But more and more, if you think about this, this aspect of how you put fuel in a car, the higher the quality of fuel, the better the car drives. So when we think about our bodies and physiologically, just digestion and metabolism, think about the more foods and things that are natural to us in their more natural state, probably going to be utilized the best, the higher quality fuel. So I like to kind of preach and say that for the most part, this 80-20 idea, eat the foods that your grandma or great grandma would know what they are and put them on the table. You know, again, if grandma was look at that and be like, I don't even know how to say it. Fundamentally, our bodies are also probably like, what exactly is that? So we do a lot better seemingly when we have these things that, again, are recognized as natural fuel sources. And then the last one is maybe less tangible again, but also fundamental to learning to enjoy the process. So this is really akin to Kobe's first one. Things will not be linear. You know, life is almost not linear. Like we do progress. We have this idea of time and we're, we're marching on this timeline of year after year, but things come and go in waves in our life, right? So there's gonna be moments of great momentum and great motivation and just huge leaps forwards. And there's gonna be times where we feel like it's almost a regression, right? Or things need to slow down or goals need to shift and change. And being okay with that and learning to be really enjoying what's happening in that moment, whether again, even if your ultimate goal is weight loss, but you're working with a coach who's telling you right now, we need to actually eat more food. We need to feel better. Like, okay, enjoy that part of the process. It's fun. And then you'll get to enjoy the process later too when you do go into a fat loss phase and you're feeling your clothes fit different and you'll enjoy the part where you're lifting more weights if that's your choice or you're moving more and you have more energy to go run around or dance or be with your kids. So each part of the process can be a really cool, rewarding journey in and of itself. So knowing that again, as Toby said, it's not linear, but we can really love every moment of it is a big sort of tip or fundamental principle that I think it always comes along with this journey. 
was great advice. And Toby, I really like, you know, I've, I've followed people in fitness for years now, and I never heard anyone kind of put it like that, like pay attention to like how many years you were kind of like not in the game, so to speak. Um, so yeah, that was a great perspective. Thank you so much. I have kind of a fun question for you guys. So like I said, we see all these trends online. Okay. So there's the uh, not just eating trends, but wearing like the shapewear. You know what's funny is if you go on Amazon and you put in workout, all of the shapewear comes up. I think that's pretty funny. So thinking about like all of these trends, what's one trend that was just like, I guess we'll say it's ick for you. Like you just wish that people would abandon it or you saw it and you're like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. I hope this doesn't catch on even though it's got 50 million views. What's the, what's the one thing you've seen online that you wish would just go away forever? And I hope I don't, this might be controversial, but such is the tale of the internet, right? Um, I think what a lot of professionals do, and that seems to be the idea of the fitness industry in itself, that everybody sells this like quick result program, right? Like they sell a promise that seems idealistic enough to create buy-in, but in a time frame that's unrealistic enough to create disappointment, right? And then it's like, hey, this is what I promised you. You didn't get it. Must have been your fault. So let me sell this thing to you again. It almost seems like a multi-level marketing scheme where it's just like you're stuck in this ever endless cycle of promises and new approaches and there never really is any consistency, but yet that same fulfilling promise of if you just do this one thing. And when I'm browsing YouTube and the algorithm gets like really good of giving you very targeted ads, um, the one commercial that grinds my gears the most is these people that go there and it's like, eat one of these three foods that you're eating right now are absolutely killing your testosterone. I was like, really? Is something like bananas? You know, it's, that pro that probably and yeah if i ever have to talk to the people that make these kind of advertisements it's probably like i really have to watch my words so that i don't sound like very hypocritical of like the way i'm portraying it but it's quick results and people like glorifying that if you just cut out this one thing and you don't have to change anything else right it's like you live your life the way you always have all of the habits that you've had that created all of this discomfort all of the things that this body image that you now no longer enjoy seeing but if you just you do everything the same right none of your habits have to change none of your patterns have to change but you just make this one thing and you get this raving model image right it's that probably frustrates me the most because that's what most people buy into and then when they come to people like chris and i they've been rubbed the wrong way. They've been burned by other coaches, right? So now there's almost like some sort of trauma healing where you really have to tip lightly to not like re-spark some of those things and kind of like drive them further away. It's like, I just wish the, the industry would be a little bit more upfront than what it really takes and how long things might possibly take you. That's funny. You really sounded like the, the ads, like this one thing, you don't have to work out. I, I started doing this one thing and nothing else in my life changed. Look at me now, you know? Oh my gosh, you're right. Those are terrible. The get thin quick, that's almost as bad as get rich quick schemes, right? It's really the same. 
that's what they're doing. They're getting rich quick off of selling you, you know, tummy tea or whatever. Let me not talk about specific brands, but you know, weight loss teas and things like that. Those things can be some of those things can have added bonus if you're putting them into your life in the right way. But there's a just there's just not one thing. Okay, great. Um, and what about for you, Chris? What's the biggest ick on the internet for uh, nutrition and fitness trends? There's so many. I, I saw Toby's face when you asked that question, and <laughs> like I can see like the gears. There's so many flashing before your eyes. We're like, oh god, um, especially when you're in the space and you get fed that in the algorithm. Um, I think one thing that I'll, I'll try to nail is, is it kind of it creates a blanket. And I'll give an example, but it's implementing taking things that actually have good science to them or potential scientific things to them, and then just twisting them to be able to market it. So keto is actually a great example. The ketogenic diet. Um, and I don't know this, but some do, was actually formulated as a treatment for epilepsy. Um, because when we start to change the metabolism from using carbohydrates, which is what keto ultimately is, is to remove carbohydrates from the diet, we can change the metabolism of our brain cells a bit. And this can actually help with epilepsy when people have epileptic seizures. So again, the diet itself fundamentally was actually formulated for a very interesting condition. And then it got marketed as a quick fix because sure, when you go keto and you remove carbs from your diet, you lose a lot of water weight because when we eat carbohydrates, we hold some water. But the nice thing is we actually usually hold that in muscles and in our tissues and it fuels us and gives us energy. So the keto diet became this great quick fix of losing weight fast and being this potential miracle cure for such. And there's actually really good places to implement a ketogenic diet. It can be helpful. But again, we go back to this idea that it's for certain times, for certain people, and it has to be done in a way that has a lot of self-awareness is, is this working? Why is this working for me? And is it sustainable? Or what do I like? What don't I like? And that goes for a lot of the diets out there. Even for really extreme diets, we're seeing now things like carnivore diets, vegan diets, right? Just vegetarian diets, such like this. There are times and places where these actually can be really, really helpful. Things when there's chronic inflammatory responses or autoimmune disorders or various things. Um, but basically, you know, again, they get marketed as this beautiful miracle or the right, or they add value judgments to it. And suddenly people get dogmatic and they start going down the road without really understanding what it's from. And then it almost gives it a, you get, you lose the actual value of it under all of the noise and all of the marketing. And it becomes demonized as well as worshiped. And the actual fundamental good things about it are just totally gone. No one even knows what they are. So that's kind of maybe my high horse of that part. <laughs> If you were to ask me, I would say anything and everything spot weight loss. It's it's been around forever and it's never going away. You know, and I've I've trained a couple of people, you know, a couple of my friends at the gym, and they and they all go in saying the same thing. I want to lose weight on my waist and my butt. And then this and that, and I'm like, that's propaganda, my friends. So that and a lot of fitness people online still try to sell you that, you know, like, oh, this workout, it might be like an ab focused workout but that doesn't mean that sh that you're only going to be using that and it's going to turn you from you know this to this you know it's that's i wish that would go away it's the mommy the mommy fupa uh, buster and all this kind of stuff yeah those are really wild um i like the information about the keto diet and i had no idea that that was specifically made for people that were epileptic so that's really um, really, really interesting when it comes down to it is um, I think like looking at like the gluten-free diet too. some people like just incorporating that and like, you know, is that what's right for you? Or are you just hopping on a trend? So 
really good information. Idea about, I never looked into the keto diet. I've heard about it for a long time, but I've never looked into that. And I myself actually, it's been a very long time, but I do have a seizure disorder, not epilepsy. But even with that being said, no one's ever mentioned that to me. So I guess that really has got lost in, in the shuffle of that. I find that super interesting and I would really like to learn more about it. To me, it was funny that, um, Chris, you brought up epilepsy because um, just kind of like in that same context where things get lost or they get marketed as something that they're actually not. Um, I had a client a few years back who, when we do our intake form, we do a relative extensive intake form with all of our clients and we do ask about current medication. Um, and one of the medications on her list was an epilepsy medication. So I asked, I was like, so do you have epilepsy? Do you experience seizures? And she said, no, but one of the potential side effects of taking this medication is weight loss. So my doctor thought it was a good idea to put me on it. Right. So we just medicate for something that we actually don't have in hopes of getting a potential side effect out of something. And I think that's really where the power of marketing that's taken out of context shines it's like oh we're trying to make these people eat a certain way like with one of these things you type into amazon the anti-inflammatory recipe pack and you get like 2473 hits of recipes that are essentially just all lower in carbohydrates higher in protein higher in fat right and then we see them being put in place for the people to heal those diseases, right? Some of those inflammatory markers, um, some of the seizures that they experience, and then a positive side effect is that they lose weight and they're like, oh, so we're just going to utilize this for something completely different, right? And they, it doesn't just stop there. The second somebody can find that height of, I want to lose weight, it's like, oh, we can sell that. And then they take something that was designed for something absolutely different, and then they market it as I don't know. It's I really have to like think about the words that I'm choosing because this is something when you're working in the space and you are being exposed to people that have been wronged by those kind of marketing strategies. It's it's frustrating. And I think at least for me, that was the main reason to take both of my feet out of the medical industry because I did not want that to be administered to the people that I work with. And unless you own the residence or your independent it's really hard to have your say be enforced it's usually someone above you that says this is how we treat our patients it's like i just that's not what i want to stand for right so i take that passion and i brought it to thriving on yeah just hearing you saying that like giving someone epilepsy medication just so they could maybe lose weight I just think that that's totally irresponsible as a person with a prescription pad um <clears throat> I think with everything that we've been through, especially in the past couple of years, a lot more people are waking up to like, look, we've been sold a really big lie. Even when you look into like the quality of food, and I'm not just talking about processed food, um, even vegetables don't have the same nutrition value that they used to have several years ago because of like the soil be being depleted. And it takes all of these little pieces of the puzzle for people to kind of get their wheels turning and going, Something is really going on. This this food pyramid, the way, and this is I I don't we don't crap on doctors as a whole all the time. There are some good doctors, okay? But just for instance, that story that you told, there are doctors that just don't 
put the person's best interest, you know, ahead. You're making, they said they want to lose weight and you're there to provide them to lose weight by prescribing a medicine. Is it because we now are in a society where we can't say, okay, well, this is how fitness and nutrition should work. And then also so many doctors are not um, educated and and any kind of weight loss or healthy lifestyle. They don't know enough about nutrition and fitness to be able to help you. Um, they know a lot about um, chemicals and reading lab results, and they know how to prescribe medication because they're educated um, by pharmaceutical companies. And it's just really taken over a lot of people's lives. So that was really unfortunate, but I'm sure that things like that happen more often uh, than not, to be honest with you. That was very irresponsible of him. I think you put that beautifully, right? It's like we do that all the time. It's like where we are wronged by one doctor and now we just put them all into one. Doctors don't know what they're talking about. Most of the time, um, I agree with that, but I don't think it's the doctor's fault. Um, having some of that education, it's through the education, which really is just in an academic word for training, we're training you to be able to like work in a hospital kind of setting, it becomes a knee jerk reaction, right? Like our case studies and our exams were, this is what your patient comes, this is the symptoms and complaints he presents, based on that you diagnose, based on that you treat, right? So these, these prescriptions, it's just a knee jerk reaction of following those same patterns that I was trained in and where everyone goes one way, it really takes a brave individual to like go against that grain and where all of you guys go right, I'm going to go left and I will not stand for that because I decide to do things differently. And I know quite a few doctors that do that and they are a joy to work with. Right. It's like I think that's where the power shines. It's like that, like holy trifecta of you have a nutritionist, you have a physician and you have something like a therapist or a personal trainer. Right. Having like a professional that can help you so that you don't have to worry about it so that you can focus on being a mom. You can focus on being the breadwinner for your family or being the leader for your team as a as a CEO. Right. Having a professional that can do provide that game plan for you. Right. But having one professional to provide 34 different game plans. Now, I think we're diluting quality. Right. So um, just again, we do the same thing. We say the same thing all the time is we don't want to crap on doctors. We don't want to crap on medicine. But it's just like that generalized training for a very individualized approach. Right. Like they don't always go together. Definitely. And I want to let uh, Chris respond because it sounds like she had something to, to add to that. Um, but I just want to say that it's okay to call it out for what it is, is that we're being conditioned for convenience. And that is really most individuals' problems, whether it's you can't get your nutrition on track and it's because you've been conditioned by convenience. Um, even <clears throat> You can't eat organic or whole food because it's so expensive because you're being conditioned by by convenience. And so it's really important that we call it out for what it is and start telling people that the problem is convenience. You need to be inconvenienced to get the best quality of things. Why is it we don't want to be inconvenienced by staying late at work, um, by you know, carrying all the household tasks or by working two jobs. We don't mind being inconvenienced for all of these other goals to get us where we want to be in life. But when it comes to our own health, fitness and nutrition, it's it has to be convenience like that is so important to call out because that's a big 
part of the propaganda behind a lot of issues that we see. So it's okay to say, work hard for what you want. The things that are great in life or are going to require more effort. So if we don't have enough nutrition and our fruits and vegetables being sold in a store, you're going to have to find a local farmer. You're going to have to get out there and garden some of your own fruits and vegetables so you can control the soil. You're going to have the meal prep and plan and all of these things. And so I don't want to go off on a tangent, but um, I also want you guys to be super comfortable with not really tiptoeing around what the issue is. People need to hear the truth because we live in that very fast-paced, convenience kind of world where we're, some people are getting to the point where we're too afraid to say, this is what the real problem is. And so I'm okay if you want to call it out, do what you're comfortable with, and I'll turn it back to you, Chris. Um, I want to, I mean, first of all, I, I think that, I think you've hit a lot of, a lot of good points on that. Um, I'm going to jump back, you know, maybe follow on to that, to that point a bit. But the thing I was going to just come in with the medical is kind of what Toby said too, there's a side that we have to appreciate and understand that there's no one person that can give us all the answers. And I think fundamentally that sort of blame or something that we can put, that it's warranted to a bit because we trust someone, but at the same time, it's kind of what you're saying, it's inconvenient, but you also have to take responsibility for yourself. And there is a level of saying that, you know, and this is where I would say, you don't have to know everything. Cause again, that's the same point. Nobody knows everything. But to have that acceptance and awareness of I need a team of people around me, I need a community of people, I need the support, I need to ask where I'm not sure. I can't blindly follow someone else because they probably don't know everything either. And I think as a sort of whole collective, and it's one of the reasons, again, such a team like Thriving On and hopefully more and more people in the medical space, as well as the wellness and fitness and nutrition space, are starting to wake up to this idea that we need each other, we need teamwork, we need to bring in our specialties, we need to talk about things. And then again, as individuals, we all need to get to that point where, like you're saying, it's coming to your point that we need to be responsible for ourselves and we need to think about what we fundamentally need. And then again, we need to sort of cultivate that and not just sit back and go along for the ride and then create this sort of victim mentality around things. So I do agree with you that, you know, we are getting sicker and sicker in a society that is progressing very fast and we are living a very fast paced life. And fundamentally we are losing sight of our internal worlds, if you want to put it this way. So our bodies, our physiology, for the sake of a lot of external worlds, you know, look at technology and everything. And it's incredible. Our intellect has taken us extremely far, but we still live in a body. And this body requires a certain level of care. And it is inconvenient. But the reality is, again, you sit down, and you have a conversation with yourself of, I don't want to eat better. I don't want to go move more. I don't want to, why? And that's something that I think fundamentally having someone sit down with you and say, why don't you want these things? Or why do you want something? Following that train of thought to realize that when you approach something, you say, that's inconvenient for me. You need to ask yourself why it's inconvenient. And you need to continue to ask yourself why until you get down to a root answer that really justifies for you in your heart that you believe that it's worth doing or not worth doing. And I think that that's kind of one of those fundamental things for all of us as we live in this life that's going to go straight past us at 100 miles an hour. You have got to, again, approach things that you maybe want to do or don't want to do and really understand why you don't want to do it or why you do want to do it. And then find people around you to support you with that, to talk about it, to understand it. And um, I think again, like you said, to wake up to what's going on around you um, and really understand that, you know, from, from an internal out is how you're going to live well. Uh, you've got to take care of the body you're in. It's the only one you've got. And, and that's how we're going to navigate this world. So that was a bit of all over the place answer, but... Yeah. No, that was fantastic. That was fantastic. Both of you guys brought up some really um, excellent points. Tammy, do you have any questions? 
Uh, the one thing that I want to push and say, because it's also a personal thing for me and um, something that I really encourage people maybe listening to come and to seek answers. If you're at a point where there feels a bit of a no hope. So for instance, again, especially in the medicalized world of having sought answer after answer and still feeling like you're on the same path, or maybe you get an answer and it works for a little while and then it doesn't work. And you're at this point of like, I don't know if there's anything that can help me. I'm a lost cause. I'm, I'm destined to feel like shit or to have this sort of unhealthy life or there's, yeah, there's nothing that can be done. I really encourage reaching out, especially in our community, because somehow we have cultivated this incredible, I mean, Casey's done this job and with Toby to have people that all have different elements of ideas and and information and, and education that there is hope there is something that can be done and fundamentally we need people to help us find those answers but that's a huge thing is saying oh well okay it's it's over for me or i've tried everything is i can guarantee maybe you haven't been able to try coming into a community where you have a lot of people with a lot of different intellect a lot of different experience and background working with you to figure out what works for you so don't give up on that you know living well and feeling great is an option and it's definitely an option for everyone that's willing to take those steps yeah community for um getting your life on track is important you can shout out you guys's uh facebook group if you'd like and website absolutely um <clears throat> right so our facebook group um is it's pretty similar to the name it's we have this surviving to thriving facebook group and just to kind of touch on what, what Christina was saying, having that circle of support, right? I would have um, talked about a point of no return, which is basically the same thing. Um, every great entrepreneur um, has been at a point of no return where they go all in on themselves. And that's what forces them to be successful because there's no other option, right? So and you, if the option is I'm either going to get better or I live the rest of my life in misery, I'm at a point of no return. Right, so it can only get better from here if I allow myself to do that. And having a community is huge, right? Because what we do when we teach toddlers to go from crawling to standing to walking, we applaud them like crazy every little step of the way, and they share that celebration. They will stand and clap with us, and they don't even know why, right? But if we were to just the second they stand and they fall over, and anyone who's raised kids will know that, it's if we tell them, oh, no, you fell once, you would better just stop trying, like just crawl for the rest of your life. Right? So like we would never get them to go walk. What we do is like, oh, shake it off, go try again. Right. So for there, we glorify that, like once you fall, that's completely fine. Let's get up and try again. But the second it comes to ourselves, if we fall once, we take that, you know, like that, that dainty princess approach and we're like, oh, this is not for me. Like this, this was, this was really hard. I don't, I don't think I deserve change. It's you do, you don't deserve to feel like crap and having people that are like-minded. That's why concerts are so much fun. I don't know the person to my left. I don't know the person to my right, but I go there and I enjoy myself with them because we're there in a shared purpose. Right? So when I'm at that point of no return, having that community of just a bunch of like-minded individuals is sometimes really all it needs. Right. And then if you want to know more about us and the kind of like, and that's the approach that we take, right? Needing to where you're at, but then having you immersed in a community of like-minded individuals to kind of give you that support that you would give others, right? Because it's we always say treat others like you want to be treated yourself. 
but then we treat selves like a piece of dirt and I would give my last shirt for someone else. Um, it's we really believe that it's like do unto yourself like you do unto others, right? If you treat everybody else like a saint, you need to treat yourself the same way. Because if you don't fill up your cup, how are you going to pour? And then eventually the people that need you to pour come with their empty cup and then you just go through the motion, nothing comes out and they'll look and then they, well, I wanted some, right? But now you have nothing to give anymore. So taking care of yourself can seem selfish, but it's so important, right? We call that selfless, selfless selfishness, right? And that's like our three-step method and how we walk people through that is like beautifully outlined on our website, um, thriving-on.com. I believe I hope it got re didn't get renamed since I checked last. <laughs> um, but but that's what that's what we're all about, right? That's actually we talk about that you need to earn your right to diet all the time, right? That your body needs to be in a place where it can all accept that change. Where now, when you're putting in the efforts, you're actually getting the results that you want to get, right? And one of our core principles of that is a: Do you have support? from the people around you, because if you don't, this is going to be really difficult. And then another one is you do it out of self-love. You don't do this because you hate yourself and you hate yourself into doing something that you don't enjoy to hopefully be where you want to be, is we need to learn that we can appreciate ourselves despite acknowledging we're work in progress, okay? Because there is no end. The end is when I'm handing over the spoon and I'm like, all right, I'm done for this way, okay? So, uh, that's really what we're trying to cultivate within our community and our four letter f word is free that's our that's our favorite right and we have tons of information in our facebook group so um, come check us out surviving to thriving it's and it's i truly believe we have the answer right like that's that's why it's and it's so easy for christina and i we say it all the time we get stuck in rabbit holes and it's just because we're so passionate about what we do. Definitely. That was a great take. And I think that really explained a lot about um, who you guys are as individuals, as well as uh, what's happening there as a as a company. It was a real pleasure to be able to conversate with Casey. And um, she's just really so motivated. And um, she's very funny also. But most importantly, is she's very kind. She really understands, like, the process behind this. And it seems like you guys are here to deliver that as well. And I think maybe uh, help contributed to even building that process. So that was an important takeaway is that you are deserving of a great life, a good life, a healthy life. And you, you have to want it, but you deserve it. You don't have to do anything for it. You do deserve to have a healthy and wonderful life. So that was beautiful. Thank you for that. Hopefully, uh, everybody got something out of the conversation today. So I will go ahead say goodbye and thank you. Thank you, Chris and Toby, for being here from Thriving On. It was a pleasure to have you. You guys make sure that you go and check them out on Instagram. I believe there's even a podcast and be sure to sign up for their Facebook group. And that is Surviving to Thriving, right? On Facebook. Okay. Thanks for being here. You guys have an awesome day.